We are live with episode 109 of the Dodging Tilt DFS podcast. My name is John. You guys can find me on Twitter at John Hewish Sports, and you can find all of my content on dailyplayaction.com. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Sound. No, you can't find it on Spotify, but you can find it on Stitcher and SoundCloud. So if you listen there, then feel free to swap on over. It's Saturday morning, and you guys probably thought we weren't doing a podcast this week because I didn't tweet anything about it, but here we are, week 15, 14, I don't know, man, the, the weeks, the like the second half of the <laughs> it's NFL, 15. it's gone It's gone by so fast because NBA's been going on, and it just seems like, you know, at the beginning of the season, it's like this thing where you're kind of, you know, checking news every day because you don't really have anything to do as baseball season's winding down, and there's a, like awkward, you know, yeah time in between but um yeah no, yeah yeah it flies by too and like i have major rooting interest in the giants and like the fact that their their season ended in about week six like definitely speeds things up it's all fantasy it's all numbers and yeah, i don't know the routine's just very the momentum of the routine's very real right now so i don't know season flew by here yeah, my are. fantasy season in our league ended in about week six, but uh, Ravens playoff hopes are still alive. Lamar yeah. Jackson, the future is finally there. It's um, exciting. Yeah, I really, I was really upset with people kind of picking at Joe Flacco. Obviously, I mean, I'm a Joe Flacco truther, and the guy's been there for ten years, and he's only had one losing season. And one of my friends tried to argue with me that Blake Bortles was the same as Joe Flacco, and that almost sent me like just no, off that's... the deep end. Yeah, I mean, you, you get the ring, you get respect, and I'm coming from Camp Eli Manning, so you know I'll I'll help you sing the praises of Flacco just for, if nothing else, that one great year. And hey, not everyone gets one of those. So. Nope, it wasn't even a great year. It was just a great playoff swarm, but he's just been consistently mediocre. And again, I'm so excited to see what Lamar Jackson's ceiling is, but I also know what his floor is as a Russian quarterback who... Mm-hmm. His floor is the IR. So, yep. <laughs> and you know, after that, it's RG three. So, not too excited for that either. But <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in Baltimore in the next couple of years. But yeah, I'll always, I'll always like Joe Flacco and what he did for the team. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about Week 15. We're going to go through uh, positional breakdowns and then uh, talk about our favorite quarterback-wide receiver combinations, tournament plays, a dumpster dive play of the week, uh, chalk play that we're likely going to fade, a chalk lock, and then we'll make a bold call. And the bold call is always the most fun part because sometimes, honestly, I don't have one right now. Usually me and Nick just disagree. Yeah, we try to wing the bold calls. We, we prepare the other segments, but we, yeah. we let the, uh, yeah, we let, we let the game come to us as they say. Um, so we'll see oh, where yeah, I like to double down on my calls, especially the ones that you disagree with it just makes it more interesting. <laughs> I know we get to talk some shit on Twitter, which is always nice. Exactly. All right, let's jump into quarterbacks to start us off. I got three guys I'm really liking on DraftKings this week, just trying to you know use the KISS principle, um, not complicate things too much. So Ben Roethlisberger, top of the board at 6,600. Well, he's 100 cheaper than Russell Wilson, but for me, he's my top-tier quarterback. He's average, He was averaging 29 DraftKings points in the four weeks before like his two down weeks, but even in the two down weeks he's had, he's been at like, 280 yards so if he gets that like extra 18 yards he gets a 300 plus bonus and his line just looks you know his points look a lot better and i think he would have easily hit that last week if he didn't leave for a big chunk of the game so i think he gets back over that mark here in the game with the highest total on the slate 
Moving down a bit, we got Josh Allen at 5,800. Uh, the Lions' pass defense is 31st in DVOA and 29th in yards allowed per pass. And Allen, he's averaging 27 DraftKings points over his last three games. A lot better than Lamar Jackson, who is like $100 more than him. Um, I'm, I'm fine to go back to him here as he's still under 6K. The way this kid's been playing has just been amazing. And I checked. I can actually call him a kid because uh, I'm three weeks older than Josh Allen. And he's playing nice. in the NFL, and I'm sitting here talking about him. So. Hey, really hey. put things into perspective. <laughs> no, I'm going through that now. Like, uh, there's still like Trevor Ariza's 33, and he just got traded. And I'm like, oh well. Uh, I, I always kind of looked at Ariza's and one of the older players, but I'm, I'm right there behind him, like three, four years behind him. So I don't know. It, it's coming quick, and um, yeah, I'll use that as a segue into my very old and favorite quarterback on the Week 15 slate. It's going to be Tom Brady. Um, he's kind of been up and down all year this season, but uh, yeah, once it starts to get cold, uh, that's when you start to play Brady. Um, this is the best total on the slate, surprisingly. Um, there's only 11 games, I think, as you've already mentioned. So this is just the best game to kind of target. And my favorite part about him is his price. Uh, you have Ben Roethlisberger at 8600 I do like him. But Brady's only 79 um, He's priced in the same range as Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck. I, I just think he's the best play up top. Um, if I'm paying down, I love me some Josh Allen, um, your boy and your birth partner. I don't know what I'm <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I saw a stat. The Lions are actually one of the worst teams against rushing quarterbacks in terms of just yardage allowed and overall fantasy production. Um, what does Josh Allen do? Yeah, he runs a lot. Um, this this should be fun. So as much as Snacks Harrison has actually improved the Lions' rush defense, uh, you could bet that Josh Allen won't be running over the middle that much. So it, it's just a great spot for him. Um, at 7,600, he just allows you to fit so much else. The thing is, I mean, with Brady only 300 more, it's a really tough pivot. I don't think I would make it in cash. Um, definitely Tom Brady for me in cash games, but my favorite GPP quarterback's Josh Allen. Um, a lot of people are on Dak Prescott this week. I think he has a safe floor. The ceiling isn't really there for me, though. Um, I don't know. It's just... it's. There's so many other places to get different this week. I can't really see myself playing anyone other than Brady um, and Allen. So for me to kind of talk up other guys, it would, it would be kind of dishonest. But um, yeah, I love Ben up top if you can afford him, obviously. Um, who is... Oh, no. Who do the Bucks play again? We were just talking about it. The Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. Yeah. No, this is not a... Famous Jameis week for me. Um, he's still getting some love just because he's so cheap at 7K. But when you think about it, like the difference between Winston and Brady is less than a G. Um, and there's no reason to really pay up at defense or tight end this week, I don't think. So So just pay up at quarterback. Get Brady in there. Um, get Josh Allen in there, I think, on FanDuel too. Um, but those are my guys. All right. One more guy I want to mention that I likely actually will be playing in cash is Nick Mullins. He's only 4,800. Mm. He's coming off two big games. Uh, including a 26-point performance in Seattle. He's under. He's still under 5K. Uh, Niners are dogs as usual, which means Mullins will likely be chucking the ball up a lot. He's averaging 38 pass attempts over his last four games. And in four of the last five weeks, Seattle has given up 20-plus to starting quarterbacks. So um, I like how I say starting now because just like that NBA thing is in my head. Obviously, quarterbacks <laughs> I know. the bench in NFL, but... Um, if he gets to 20 at like 4,800, that's, that's smashing it. So, uh, love yeah. him. 
And um, before we jump into running backs, actually, I heard somebody make this argument the other day, and I want to hear your opinion on it. And it's mm-hmm. grown men shouldn't wear the jersey of a player that is younger than they are. I, on that. I, I do believe that to a point. But they're just like exceptions to the rule. Like if you're in Cleveland and you get like a LeBron, like when he's 20 years old, like this kid is going to be the economy for your city. You could put that man's name on your back. Like, but I don't know. Like I'm not wearing fringe player jerseys. Like as I'm talking to you right now, I'm actually wearing a Warren Moon jersey. Um, so <laughs> yeah, well, most of my jerseys are throwbacks. Honestly, I don't think I own one of a player younger than me, but um. I don't know. Like, I, I look at a Saquon Barkley. I think this is the perfect example. Like, this is a guy um, who might be with New York, hopefully, for like five to ten years. He might be among the greats at the end of his career. I think you can make an exception for a guy like that. But I don't know. I'm not going out, like, uh, wearing, like, a middling player jersey. Like, it has to be, like, a franchise-defining guy. Um, or it's a throwback. And to this date, I don't own any jerseys of anyone younger than me. So what's your take? Uh, no, I agree. Uh, it has to be like a franchise-changing player, and that's the thing. Like I've been going to a lot of Canucks games here in Vancouver. My friends are like, you got to get a jersey, man. Like You can't be coming to all these games dressed like <laughs> normal. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So obviously they have Rookie of the Year, Elias Pettersson, and he's younger than me. So again, that was my dilemma. Mm. It's like he's amazing, but he's younger than me, so you know – but it's tough. Again, if it's a franchise-changing player, I think I think you're right. You gotta you gotta just suck it up and and rep his name and you know be okay with it. Probably not gonna right. get like a, a Josh Allen jersey, but no, no, yeah. And there's certain guys too, like I don't know, man, like Saquon Barkley. He he like jumps over like six foot tall people. Like he he's a freak, man. Like it's just something I could probably rep and be okay with i never got an odell jersey as much as i like him like that just felt like no this guy he's like exactly my age i think or around my age so i'm like "Mm, i I can't do this um as much as i do like odell it just felt like weak it feels weak man i don't know um i guess there's something to be said for the type of player it is too like i i do like like flashy players but if it if they're younger than me, maybe this is me getting old. I don't know. It it, it just seems strange. But, yeah, Odell flexes a little too much sometimes. Yeah, he's my brother's favorite player, but my brother goes to the same college. He goes to LSU, and he's a few years younger. So. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of sense. But all right, let's jump into running backs. Speaking of young, talented running backs, Ezekiel Elliott is $9,000 dollars against the Colts. Uh, feed Zeke is in full effect right now. He's averaging 29, 25 rushes per game over his last four games and seven and a half receptions per game. It's crazy to think that when you give your best player the ball, like 30 times a game that you'll win like five games in a row. What a mind blowing concept that must be to Jason Garrett, but it's working. Um, so with just the sheer volume of touches he's getting, I think he's really the best cash option on the board. If you're looking to pay up for a running back, I mean, obviously Saquon has just as much, if not more upside here, but. I don't know how you don't look at Zeke, even at 9K, um, just with, again, the volume and the touches he's been getting. And 34 points last week, didn't score a touchdown, but still put up 34. So, yeah. yeah. Another mid-priced guy I like is Joe Mixon at 6,100. Uh, the Raiders are giving up 18 DraftKings points per game to running back ones over the last five weeks, 26 in DVOA and 25th in yards per carry. Um, Mixon's coming off a 25-carry week, which is kind of an anomaly for him. 
But the way the Raiders run D has been makes sense to just kind of run it down their throats on Sunday. Um, fits in well with the game script on paper. Honestly, I'm not too confident the, the Bengals cover this three-point spread against um, Oakland because, you know, Oakland's <laughs> coming off a pretty big win. Um, You're not a Driscoll guy? Nah, I was for the first week, and I still think, you know, he's a person. Um, but, you know, he's not the future in Cincinnati by any means. So, I don't know. I still think Mixon will get a lot of carries, though. They've just been so bad. And 61, that price tag is just so juicy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, some value backs we can look at. Just two, really, here that I'm considering for cash. Gus Edwards against Tampa. Uh, Bucks are giving up 22 and a half fantasy points to running back ones over the last five weeks. The only question with Gus Edwards is how many of his steals are going to, how many of his steals, how many of his carries are going to be stolen <laughs> by Lamar Jackson? That's the only thing that really worries me with Gus Edwards. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. Praying that Matt Breda doesn't play because he fits really well into my lineup right now. Seahawks are giving up even more fantasy points per game to running back ones than the Bucks are. 27.2 over the last five weeks. One of those was a pretty, uh, outlier game from Christian McCaffrey who scored like 50 on Seattle but he picked up a lot of the carries last week didn't get over 100 but I think the game script fits him well um you know pass catching upside all that at 4600 really hope Brita sits um and then you got Jordan Howard down at 3900 he's getting more carries again could score a touchdown here against the Packers but you know the only thing that really sticks out to me for Jordan Howard this week is is his price tag because he has been just horrific this season. Just so bad. Yep. Yep. So you you, you touched on a lot of the same guys I'm on. Um, one thing you forgot to mention about Elliot, I think a big reason for the boost in his production has been the addition of Amari Cooper, just like opening things up over the middle of the field. Um, if you kind of just look, like as soon as they got Cooper, he's just been going off. Um, and I'm kind of in agreement that he's probably the best uh, running back on this slate, there there are people who are like, oh, this Colts run D is better than who he's been seeing in recent weeks. But realistically, like going into this year, everyone saw the Colts as like probably one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Um, they faced off against Tennessee, who doesn't know how to use running backs. Um, Jacksonville without Fournette. Uh, Houston, who doesn't know how to use running backs. like So I think all their kind of defensive metrics are skewed. I could see Elliott just crushing in this spot. Um, Saquon Barkley, same story. Odell Beckham's out. All that means is more touches for Saquon. Um, they're not going to get cute here. Uh, he's going to see the ball a ton. I wouldn't be surprised if he had 20-plus rush attempts in this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Giants are in a decent spot. Uh, Tennessee's past, he's pretty good. So I, it just makes sense to go to him here. Um, Mixon is 7,800 on FanDuel, but I still like that a lot. If I was ranking backs just from like a raw points perspective, uh, Mixon would be my number three. Um, but yeah, I do love me some Dalvin Cook this week. Um, he finally looks healthy. He had 20 total touches last week against Seattle. Uh, he's only 6,200 on FanDuel. Um, and he pairs with one of the best priced defenses um, as well, which is always a nice correlation. The Vikings are 3,900. So you're getting these guys at essentially 10K flat, um, which is just a nice way to kind of wrap out uh, the bottom of your roster. Um, other guys I'm looking at, I think Fournette's going to go overlooked in tournaments. Um, he, he's expensive at 8200 but if you want to play him with the Jaguars defense, I think you could do much worse. In terms of value, there's not as much this week as last week. I think 
I, I'm worried that Connor's probably going to miss. So I do like Jalen Samuels at 5,500. Uh, again, that Patriots-Steelers game is kind of the marquee matchup on this slate. Very high total. Um, late 4 o'clock hammer, too. So I, I, there's going to be a lot of ownership in that game. But I, I do like Samuels. Um, for cash games... I'm probably paying up at two running back spots this week, which would likely mean Barkley or Elliott. Maybe Mixon as a pivot, not likely though. Um, and then in flex, I'm either going to have Dalvin Cook or Jalen Samuels. Um, just waiting for some news to shake out. But other spots I like that are kind of going overlooked, I do think this is a decent spot um, for Tariq Cohen at home against Green Bay. Um, they obviously have some holes in their defense. Uh, insert cheese analogy. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just like Cohen. He's just a guy who could break a few huge ones. and just it, It's great to have a guy like that in tournaments where all of a sudden you have 30 points from a running back you paid for 15 points for. So I'm happy to play him. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. you got to kind of watch the Breida news. If Breida does go, I actually do think he's a viable option. Uh, that Seattle rush D is bad. So whoever's starting, um, I think you could feed them and – uh, Jordan Howard again, 5,500. He's another guy like Brady who, who's kind of better in the cold. He just, it, it plays to his strengths. Um, I, I don't know. Um, so I could see going there as well, but yeah, he hasn't had really like a ceiling game in weeks, like if at all, even this season. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty clear cut where you want to go on this slate, um, at running back, get some Zeke, get some Barkley, maybe a little Joe Mixon in there too. I dig it. Let's jump into wide receivers. So I'm just going to go through wide receivers. I'd pair with a quarterback and then some that I would run naked. Um, again, not not a whole lot that I like at wide receiver this week, but obviously if you're playing Big Ben, then you can pair uh, Juju or Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is leading the league right now in red zone targets. I think he only has one more red zone touchdown, actually, than Antonio Brown. But he caught two, I think it was two one-yard touchdown passes last week. Um, so he's definitely been Big Ben's favorite target in the red zone. Guys, you compare with Josh Allen, Robert Foster. He's only 4,300 on DraftKings. He had a big week last week. And Zay Jones, he had a bad line. He's still only 4,200, but he had nine targets. So the targets were there. Um, they should still be there this week. And hopefully he can just reel in a few more catches. And then Dante Pettis is 4,400. He's currently questionable. So obviously keep an eye on if he plays, if Marquise Goodwin plays, um, that will, you know, really factor into who's the value you know if both of them sit you could even go with Kendrick Bourne at 3500 so uh, a lot of question marks in the San Francisco receiving core right now then guys I'd like to run naked one would be Adam Thielen who's likely going to see a lot of Bobby McCain he's allowed five touchdowns and has a passer rating of 109 when targeted another guy Sterling Shepard just should see a few more targets without Odell um Julian Edelman, I, I, I actually don't mind pairing him with Brady. Um, I, I think you could definitely yeah. do that. Um, and, you know, Brady in his golden years is not throwing a lot of long passes these days. So Julian yeah. Edelman is like his, his short pass kind of, you know, just get those 11 yards in the first down kind of guy. And then Devontae Adams, hmm. he got a $500 price drop on DraftKings. And he, he's just been so consistent. And I know it's a terrible matchup, but... I don't know, man. I still think, you know, he's got Rodgers throwing the ball. I honestly still think he gets it done here. Um, even yeah. at 7,900, that's, that's a great tournament play that you'll get at low ownership. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are like eight guys I like on DraftKings. 
Yeah, yeah, I have a similar player pool, I think. Um, up top, I do like Juju. I like him more than Antonio Brown. It's, it kind of feels like a changing of the guard right now. Um, the The next question I think you got to ask is, do you prefer Thielen or Stephon Diggs um, for $500 difference? I think I'd go Thielen. I th- yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean, I part of me kind of likes Diggs now. Just is it, do we know if Xavier Howard's going to be back for the Dolphins here? I think that's the big question. Um, he missed last week against the Pats. I don't know how hurt he is, honestly. I haven't seen it all week, but hold on. Quick Google. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the Pats. Yeah, so they're yeah. both probably fine. <laughs> and yeah, I, I know I didn't mention many quarterbacks earlier, um, but Kirk Cousins definitely in a good spot here with no Xavier Howard um, and two are probably the best weapons you could have. Um, so I like Thielen. I like Diggs. I like Juju. Um, Edelman's probably my favorite receiver play. He's actually had uh, 14 plus FanDuel points in every start, but one in his last six games at 7,200. That's the type of consistency I'm more than happy to pay for. Um, and since Brady's my favorite quarterback, why wouldn't I be playing Edelman in tournaments? I think Josh Gordon should be like half the ownership. So say Edelman's 25%, Gordon will probably be around 15. I think, um, that's a viable pivot in tournaments. Um, so I've been looking at Kenny Galladay all week. Uh, Stafford's hurt. I, I don't think I could go there in DFS, but I've just been, I don't know, man. It's been so disappointing. Like, as soon as Marvin Jones went down, I kind of thought this guy would blow up. He just hasn't had it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Stafford being injured. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's see who else we like here. My boy, Kenny Stills. I just wanted to uh, bring him up. Uh, this game against the Pats. Um, I don't like him here against Minnesota, but... Obviously, this this podcast started this year with me touting Kenny Stills. Um, we got a couple more weeks for me to kind of tout him again. So maybe not for me this week, uh, but shouts out Kenny Stills on the 23-point game last week. Uh, Dante Pettis, you got to keep an eye on if he's healthy. Um, he's an elite play at 5,500. It's going to be tough to find a better player than that. Um, but we do have Sterling Shepard at 5,200. With Odell out, um, it's not the perfect matchup, but I think he's pretty safe around 8 to 12 points, um, which is great in cash games at that price. Um, the best play at receiver on FanDuel is Amari Cooper at 6,600. Um, it, it's, it's Dak's guy. He really has nowhere else to go. Swaim's hurt his tight end now. He's coming off a 200 <laughs> receiving yard week. Um, just absurd. Like it, it's, His production's really been out of this world. I don't think you can predict Jacked him for that many points obviously or even like 25 but at that price you have to play him like i think you have to play him in cash obviously but in tournaments it's kind of just a free square just build your roster elsewhere like i don't know i could see a world where he doesn't excel but it's just too cheap given his upside you're going to be playing from behind if you don't play him so i would try to just wedge cooper into most of your lineups on FanDuel on sunday um but yeah, I mean, another guy, I'll throw the name out there, D.D. Westbrook, I like. Um, I don't think he'll have any ownership, and he's probably the best receiver still in Jacksonville. So yeah, just play Cooper, honestly. Just play him everywhere. I agree. 6,600 is great. 75 on DraftKings at Edelman. Julian Edelman's cheaper than him over there. So yeah, I'll take no. Julian oh. Edelman every day of the week over, over Amari Cooper. Um, 
Mm -hmm. Moving on to tight ends now. Again, just not a whole lot to like here. Uh, Three options for me on DraftKings. You can go Eric Ebron against the Cowboys. He's been a red zone favorite of Andrew Luck. Uh, You can go Gronk. He's still only 5,800 highest total on the board. Uh, If you want to get him in there, uh, I don't mind going back to Gronk here, even though he was embarrassed last week (laughs) in what was maybe the most perfect play imaginable. A 69-yard lateral last play of the game to win. And Rob Gronkowski was the last guy that got burned. Like, if that doesn't make you believe that we're in some kind of simulation, I don't know what does. Yep. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And then Cameron uh, Brait at 4K. Uh, he's a red zone favorite as well of Jameis Winston. Ravens have honestly been kind of bad against tight ends with how good their defense has been. Not great. And it's because Terrell Suggs has been covering tight ends a lot of the time. So um, not not a great cover guy. Uh, and with Brait, I mean, you're kind of banking on touchdowns anyway. If Cameron Brait doesn't score a touchdown, his line is going to look bad. But I think he can here on, on Sunday against Baltimore. So uh, if you're looking to go cheaper from Gronk or Ebron, then I'd have a look at Cameron Brait at 4K. Cool. Yep. I mean, again, I, I hate the tight end position. I kind of say this every week. You got Kittle and Gronk up top. Uh, both are fine. I, I think Gronk is going to want to show up this week. He knows he's been embarrassed. He, he's, he's, a, he's aware of the fans' pulse. Like, he knows how bad that looks. Um, so I think he shows up. Um, I actually really like Gronk in tournaments uh, to pair with Brady. I, I would not be afraid to pair him and Edelman with Brady. Um, so, yeah, that's a good game stack. Run it back with some juju, and you might be looking at some big money. Um, another guy I really like is Jared Cook against Cincinnati. They're just terrible on defense. He's gone for double digits four weeks straight. Um, it's just a pretty safe play. Um, in cash games, though, I'm going to be paying down at tight end, and I think my guy this week is one Blake Jarwin of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, sw- uh, is it Greg Swaim, Jeff Swaim? Uh, Swaim's hurt. Uh, yeah, that much I know. Swaim's hurt, and he was getting a lot of targets. Um, but yeah, Jarwin, seven targets, caught all seven, 56 yards last week. Um, I, I just think it's a good play. I think you want to get those running backs in that we talked about. Uh, if you want to get Brady and like Edelman or whoever else in a receiver, you need to pay down somewhere. Um, so what better place than old tight end? So Blake Jarwin's going to be probably my most owned tight end this week. Um and I don't know. I, I I don't know what to expect, but if he doesn't do anything, I'm not going to be that upset about it because um, my great running backs will keep me ahead of the field. So, What's Gronk's price on FanDuel? <laughs> 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, defense and special teams. Uh, nobody over 3K for me this week really in consideration on DraftKings. Uh, the Bears are down to 2,900, even though against the Packers – you know, they, they did good against them in their first meeting, and the Bears' defense is just so, so good. It's, like, insane how good they are. And to put them under 29 at home against Green Bay, man, that's that's really hard to overlook. Um, if you want to go even lower, the Redskins are 2,400 against the Jags. Cody Kessler is not the solution in Jacksonville. I can tell you that. So 24 um, – Man, that's that's another option. And finally, if you really just want a punt defense at a minimum salary D, the Dolphins against Miami. Kirk Cousins has the Vikings you know, against com- yeah, no, sorry, yeah. Kirk Cousins has committed larceny collecting his 
tens of millions of dollars and done nothing in Minnesota. So I don't know. They've just looked bad. He's looked bad. Um, I don't know. I can envision a situation where he throws a, like a pick six and you're kind of relying on that. Like, I don't think the Vikings are going to get held to like 14 points or anything, right. but you know, cousins could make some mistakes. Delvin cook, you know, fumble or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you really want to just, you know, punt a defense, go, go for the dolphins. Cause, um, we talk about this every week. The point difference between the top defense and the bottom defense most weeks is sometimes not that much. And sometimes the bottom defense is outscore the top ones. So, it's honestly just another one of those positions. It's just a crapshoot at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree entirely. Uh, my favorite defense is actually from that same game, but on the other side of the ball. Vikings are only 3,900 on FanDuel. Um, I don't know. Miami's coming off a major high. Now they got to go play in Minnesota. It's it's a little bit different. Um, and, yeah, their, their offense still ranks at the bottom of the league. Uh, so... I'm not afraid to go there. I think they will be popular, though. Uh, for tournaments, I already mentioned that I like Leonard Fournette. If you are going to play him, play him with the Jaguars' defense, as expensive as they are at 4800 They just correlate perfectly together. Um, and I can see Fournette definitely bouncing back here after a really bad week last week. Um, yeah, just looking through defenses, for me, it's really going to be uh, the Jaguars are the Vikings, but at the same time, the Bears are 3,700. So, yeah, that, that, that's pretty tempting. Um, I, I think I'd just rather play the Vikings because they correlate with Dalvin Cook, who I'm probably going to have a lot of. Um, but the Bears at 3,700, just as good of a play if you want that 200. Um, maybe even better, honestly. But I'm hoping they take some of the ownership off of the Vikings at 3,900. So I'll be hovering right there. Um, the Bears and the Vikings probably the most on Sunday. All right, let's jump into our last six segments to wrap up the show, starting with our top quarterback wide receiver combination. And I'll go with Big Ben and Juju Smith-Schuster as the top wide receiver QB combo with uh, Nick Mullins and Dante Pettis slash Marquise Goodwin as an honorable mention, uh, again, depending on who plays. Got to wait and see uh, which one of those guys is in. So uh, either of those two for me on DK. All right, yeah, I'll give kind of a high end and a low end, but um, Brady to Edelman, I think for cash games is where you want to go. Edelman's obviously a volume guy, which plays into a high floor. Um, Brady, highest total on the slate against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that leaves a lot to be desired. Um, it, it's just an obvious play. Um, for tournaments, I really like Josh Allen. Um, and instead of going to Zay Jones, who I think will be a little more popular, I'm going to go for Robert Foster, who's only 300 more. Uh, last week, he had eight targets, seven receptions for over 100 yards. Um, he actually had another 100-yard game a few weeks ago against the Jets. Um, it, it's tough to say which one of these guys goes off. I, I imagine it'll be one, not both. But if you're playing tournaments, you want to get different. Robert Foster, I think, is a great play. All right. Who's your oh, – I guess that kind of answers – no, you have a different tournament play, right? Or is he, is he your tournament guy as well? Yeah, no. I mean, he kind of would be uh, just by definition – um let's go with kenneth dixon for the ravens um i think he'll go a little overlooked he's cheap uh jalen Sam samuels will probably get more love at the same price or dixon's actually 200 more uh but tampa bay against the run like they're 30th i think in the league it's just been terrible all season dixon's doing a lot with very few carries he had eight rush attempts for 59 yards against the chiefs um i don't know he, I, I think he goes overlooked um 
with what's his name sharing Gus Edwards sharing the backfield with him. Um, so yeah, for tournaments, if you want to get a little different, uh, play Kenneth Dixon and another guy I do want to mention for tournaments, who I think will be like under five percent owned is Tariq Cohen. Um, I just think it's a good spot for him against Green Bay. Right, I'm gonna go with David Johnson as my tournament play of the week. Um, Falcons are shit against the run, and I don't know. I just think we see some. some I don't know. Is it even okay to call it vintage DJ when this was like a year or two ago? <laughs> I don't know. He could, he could just. I don't know. I think he drops like thirty on their head, and I might throw that into my bold call as well. But this is, and again, it's completely a gut call. <laughs> I just think you know David Johnson in tournaments. I'll make sure I have tournament exposure to him to see if I can if I can take one down. Love it. Jumping yeah, I like into that. the uh, the dumpster this week. My dumpster dive play of the week is Jordan Howard, 3,900. And he actually correlates pretty well with the Packers D at 29. So you could kind of pair those two in tournaments. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, if you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel and you can't play Jeff Wilson or you don't want to play Gus Edwards, then, you, you know, go down to Jordan Howard at 3,900. Yeah, for dumpster dives, I'm going to go to two Jalen's. Uh, first, the more popular and probably much better play, Jalen Samuels. Obviously, you'll need James Conner to be out, but if he is, he's going to have volume. He's going to have red zone looks. He's going to have everything you look for against a New England defense that is not that great, especially on the road. Um, and then if you want to get really cute with it, uh, for 4,800, Jalen Richard um, is playing against Cincinnati. Like Someone's going to score here for Oakland. Uh, I don't know that I love Richard, honestly, but man, like 4,800, you really can't go wrong. He should get you five to 10 points and it just allows you to pay up at other spots on a slate. Like you're going to need the big running backs. Like it's only 11 games. You can't get too different. I don't think so. Um, yeah, let's go Jalen and Jalen. Fake chalk. Um, I've been so engulfed in NBA. It's tough to really say what the industry is leaning on this week. Um, I've heard a lot of Driscoll in cash. I think that might be more of a DK thing, though. I wouldn't do that. Um, let's see. Is Antonio Brown going to be popular? Maybe. I don't, I, I don't I, think so, honestly. I think people will lean on Juju. Again, looking at those red zone numbers. I, yeah, I, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. Um, everyone's talking about T.Y. Hilton if he goes. He's not going to be chalk either. Like, who... I like a lot of the chalk this week, honestly, <laughs> to, to kind of start. Um, uh, you want to go first? I've seen Lamar Jackson getting love, so I'll just say he, no to yeah. that immediately. It, he hasn't gone over 200 yards passing in the last three games, and he just, just runs the ball a lot, and he's like 100 more than Josh Allen. Um, I'm not uh, – yeah. So I'll just say Lamar Jackson then for the, for the hell of it, even though, like I said, don't think he's – bad i just think he's really overrated right now and i think his price even in dfs is reflecting that so that gave me an idea um so george kittle's coming off a 30 point game in which he had 210 yards he's probably the most talented tight end in the league right now or at least he looks like it um but prior to that uh he only gone for 20 points once at 7400 you're kind of looking for 20 i think in tournaments um i expect he'll be the highest on tight end um even out of his price so let, let me just fade that chalk. No George Kittle for me this week. All right. Now, on the flip side of that, who are you locking in? Um, I think Amari Cooper is the obvious must lock in. Um, I'll throw Saquon in there with him with Odell Beckham out as well. But, yeah, man, I, I mean, I don't think Cooper's as good as his last week or 
two weeks before performance like in the last three weeks he has like 80 combined points or 90 it's ridiculous um but hey if he goes out and gets 20 and you don't have him at 6600 you're in trouble because it's going to be really tough to find someone like the only way you can fade a cooper type is to find someone in the same range that's going to exceed his production and i i just don't see it this week so amari cooper for sure for me all right, mine's going to be Zeke. Uh, again, just the floor with the amount of touches he's getting lately. And, you know, hashtag feed Zeke. Just keep feeding him. Um, I think the Cowboys will keep doing that because I actually figured out that it works for them. Bold call of the week. I think I'll stick with the DJ one. I kind of like that to be bold. I'll say over 30 DraftKings points for David Johnson. That's my bold call. Hmm. All right, I'm pulling up some spreads real quick. Um, this, the I mean, the fallback, who's the biggest dog of the week, the Cardinals at the Falcons. I'm not going with pac 12 trash here, uh, <laughs> so I won't say that. Let me do something DFS related. Um, I think Tariq Cohen will be a top five scoring running back this week. I th- is that bold? No, I, no, no, it is bold. I like that though, because usually when you, when you say something like, AP will be a top five scoring running back. I'll be like, uh, but no, this yeah. one makes sense because the pass catching upside, and even though you have the plus right. five PPR, he could, he, you know, he's a guy that could go for a hundred, a hundred, and that's not even like an exaggeration. So, um, yeah, and I, I think in terms of playmakers too on that offense, like he's the most talented guy. Like, sure, you got Trey Burton, who's been a disappointment all season. You got Allen Robinson, who's like a decent possession receiver. But if you need, if you want a playmaker, it's Tariq Cohen, and uh, I, th- I think the Bears could take it to green bay this week for sure so Tariq the freak i like that all right guys that is a good place to call it for this week uh really only like one week left of dfs for nfl i mean we might come back week 17 but week 17 is weird because you kind of got to target those games where you know no messed up stuff is going to happen so um definitely be back next week to do at least one more week of NFL DFS. But if you guys haven't checked out our NBA content over on dailyplayaction.com, I highly recommend you do so. Me and Nick put together a cheat sheet basically every day where we have five or more games on the main slate. It's only 33 cents a day to get. So definitely worth it. And uh, if you haven't already checked that out, then go and do so over on dailyplayaction.com. Check out this podcast, rate it wherever you may be listening to it, and we will be back next weekend to talk to you guys about some more football. Till then, good luck this weekend, and take care.